Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Golden Africa and welcome if you're new here. My name is Murunji Sara. I am an entrepreneur, a show hostess, voiceover actress, and scriptwriter. Since we're now acquainted, feel free to subscribe and review this podcast. Today's episode is a continuation to last week's episode with Shara Aitoka from the Aitoka Group. So if you haven't caught up with that episode, I recommend that you pause this one and go check that out. And when you're done, come back to this one. I'll be waiting for you. So Shara, allow me to divert a little bit. This is still Women's History Month after all. And this is a perfect episode to close off the month, if you ask me. So let's dive into that a little bit more. Do you think female representation in different industries really matters? And why do you think it matters? Female representation definitely matters, but we can't stop there. Mm. For me, it's like, that's just the first layer. Mm. And and that's why like I've had conversations with my students, my Global Challenges students, because, you know, I teach governance, I teach grassroots leadership. I've taught medical thinking before. And um, when we talk about gender and development, we, we talk a lot about gender equality. We talk about gender equity. So equity is um, equity is important. Gender equality is important. And then we talk about gender parity. This is where I want um, to kind of start. Representation is important. Having, you know, we, we've seen quotas that have worked really well. Having, you know, 64% of uh, parliamentarians being women in Rwanda. I think that's great. I think that's wonderful. And I think that's that's a no-brainer to me. That's step one. We need to have women represented. Um, but where the next level, the next layer is that our voices need to be heard and we need to see that translated into policies. We need to see it really hit the ground into communities. We need to see it enter into homes. It can't just stop with having representatives. Mm. So there are tons of examples, but let's say a woman is uh, the head of an organization and she's there and we're like, yes, we see this woman, young women can look up to her, but when there are issues that impact these young women, she doesn't say anything. We want to make sure that female representation doesn't veer off into the tokenism. Um, Mm. I always say this because I, you know, I mentor young women and, you know, people will ask questions about feminism. They're like, are you a feminist? And for me, it's like, yes. And you Mm. should know this by my actions. Mm. For me, watch the way that I act. You should know I'm a feminist because of how I engage with Mm. others and how and you know, the choices that I make and, and all of that. So it's more than words. It's definitely about action. So I would like to see female representatives really take action on behalf of, of women within a country um, and supporting women and supporting women's issues. I don't think it's enough to just be a female representative. Right. And that's one way of putting it. Um, representation as like a representative, as in, in the government and in big offices and the executive office, right? Um, mm-hmm. Putting two and two together, being a generalist entrepreneur could be your way of um, showcasing to all the women across the continent and the world that um, they can do anything and everything if they want to, you know, mm-hmm. that they can mm-hmm. take a seat at any table or bring their own tables, you know, take up space yes, everywhere. Yes. Um, first of all, yes. cheers to that. Um, but mm-hmm. was this intentional? Mm. I believe so. Mm-hmm. I believe so. You know, if I look back, and I reflect on the women in my life, <laughs> especially when I was younger, I was raised by a strong 
woman, you know, a woman that is different than I am. It's kind of funny. Um, my mom is really introverted and I am, the, I'm like my dad in that, in that way, like personality wise, I'm very much an extrovert. But when we talk about resolve, when we talk about integrity, we talk about like consistency and hard work. I had these like female role models to look up to. I've had great mentors since I was young. I've always had a mentor. I, I value those relationships. I've grew up in a family of all girls. So I don't have, I have a couple of half brothers, but in my home, I grew up with all girls and I'm the youngest of uh, three. So I've had women that I look up to. I really believe in sisterhood. I truly believe in not tearing other women down. Like I would much rather us build together than uh, us compete against each other and try to trip each other up. That's just not my mode of operation. So mm-hmm. I am very intentional about it. And I've seen, I've seen women do that to each other and I've had women do that to me. So I've always told myself, don't be like that. Like always try to like enlarge the space for us. Always try to carve out space for yourself, but carve out space for others. Like stay aware of, of other women and their journey and respect each other and not try to sabotage each other. So I, mm-hmm. I really try to have that as part of my path. I also have the benefit of working under the first female president in Africa, you know, President Ella Johnson Sirleaf, who's a fighter, you know, she's a fighter and she's also highly intelligent. And I think that when you're a woman, I'm trailblazing you have to be good at a lot of things. You know, going back to what you had stated before, how can women, I think women are the first generalists. Like really, let's get Uh back to it. Like women are great at multitasking. So Mm -hmm. to come to a woman and be like, oh, just be one thing. It's like, how? Uh (laughs) Even in, in in our communities, in the villages, like the woman oftentimes is like a major decision maker when it comes to managing the home. And managing the home isn't just the food. Mm-hmm. Managing the home is making sure that bills are paid, children are fed, you know, also working inside and outside of the home, dealing with your partner, dealing with your extended family, dealing with his extended family, you know, like all of that, that's multitasking. That's being a generalist. So mm-hmm. she doesn't just focus on one area. She has to have a range in mm-hmm. order to manage things well. So being a generalist and being a, like a female leader, I think it, it comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. It's always collaboration over competition, period. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. And um, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And um, you kept on mentioning something about mentors, finding mentors, finding um, women who are doing better and, you know, kind of like (laughs) shadowing them. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I get that finding mentors is one of um, your success tips. Um, what other tips do you have for us? What other things that have you incorporated in your own life, in your own journey that have led to all this success in multiple industries, in multiple um, mm-hmm. countries? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that besides surrounding yourself with mentors that you can glean from, that you respect, that you could look up to, and they don't have to be just in the industry that you work in. Um, So that's one other thing. So don't limit yourself when it comes to uh, the mentors that you bring, like are part of your circle. But I would also say trying new things, like really taking the limits off, you know, Um, and, and that's like different skills, different tasks. 
you know, oftentimes we're like, okay, I'm not good at math. So I'm just not going to do that. You know, like, or, or, and that's the fixed mindset, right? Like I, you know, from the beginning, I have my strengths and these are my strengths forever. No, try different things. You never know um, where you could succeed. You never know what would interest you. You know, I, interests are not like you, you need to try some things out in order to know if that's an area of interest. I think it's also, so taking the limits off, I think is really important. And with that, I would add exposing yourself to different, different people in different industries. I I don't believe in like, in just being like, okay, these, this is the only path <laughs> there is, or I can't really talk to engineers because I don't know. I, I don't, I won't understand what they're saying. Let me just talk to people who are working in policy spaces that are, that are more aligned to what I studied in school. No, mm-hmm. not at all, because we don't live in a silo. I know people try to live in silos because it's your community, your, you know, religious place of worship or, or your family or your, this, your country, whatever. But the real world, like, is beyond borders. So, and we don't have to travel in order for us to be beyond borders because, you know, everything is so virtual right now. So I would say engage with people in different sectors, engage with people from different countries that speak different um, native tongues that come from different academic backgrounds and all of that. Because like I said, this world, it's so large. We may not Mm -hmm. ever go visit Malaysia, but yet you can meet somebody who's from Malaysia and you can learn from them. Like Mm -hmm. there's always an opportunity to learn from people. And I think that strengthens your skills as a generalist, but I think it also just strengthens your skills as a human being, you know? So it's not always about career. It's about how do we get along with others? How do we learn from each other? It could contribute to our career. It could also contribute to our personal life. So don't limit yourself. Have the mentors, but also engage with different sectors, engage with people from different countries, because if anything, it, you just become better. Sure. So that's pretty much being intentional with exposing yourself to different fields and different people. Thank you yeah. so, so much for this um, perspective and um, gems that are invaluable literally and I have to ask you the final question which is um, who is a great African to you? Mm, an individual or I could describe the characteristics basically what makes someone a great African mm-hmm. so the characteristics yes. Yes. you can even mention a person it's okay <laughs> <laughs> wow the characteristics <laughs> of a great African I would say Loving, loving the continent, really like that love, because you can tell when someone doesn't have a heart for Africa, even you could be born in Africa, your genetics could be all African, you know, all of that. But if you don't have a heart for Africa, we can tell, we can tell. So really having that heart for Africa, loving the continent, maybe, maybe you haven't been to all 54 countries, but just loving our various cultures and the diversity in Africa and the, the general like African approach to life, to generally, Africa is not a country, but generally I think that's a key piece. I think great Africans can speak to the village, like the person in the village, a community Mm. member, and can also speak to a prime minister or someone at a high level. Mm. Great Africans understand the values at all, at all, in all levels, in all communities. Honestly, this is something that has always stood out to me. I I can note 
to go back to President Johnson Sirleaf, you can see her talking to the market women and she comes to their, you know, she speaks to them in a language they understand. You know, she yeah. breaks things down without sounding condescending. So that's the big yeah. thing, right? Because you'll find yeah. some people like, you'll see someone who works, say, at the level and they're in the village and they're like, ah, that's nice. You know, they talk to people in a way that they, the person in the community is like, eh, I didn't feel good talking mm-hmm. to you. So being able to talk some, to someone in a the market woman, someone in the village, but then also sitting at a table and having mm-hmm. a voice and speaking that language as well, I think is such a wonderful quality to have. And I think yeah. it's something that can be learned. I don't think it's just like, oh, well, but I didn't grow up in my community. I was always, mm-hmm. you know, at, at this, you know, with certain kinds of people. No, but you can still respect is key, like being able yeah. to respect each other so that mm. people can understand you. And then mm. I would say the last piece of being uh, a great African is as having an optimistic spirit. Yeah. And, and then, and this is not a Western thing, you know, this is, you can see that you can see that when you sit with your family members, you can see that when you you know, when you talk to people, people talk about, oh, there's a resilience. Africans are so resilient because we've been through so much. But I think within that resilience is that hope that things can get better. And that's what people like to kind of just call is like, oh, they're resilient because they just keep on going. A community mm-hmm. continues and they continue. And so, yeah, that's what I'm referring to is this optimism that things can get better. As long as you woke up this morning, things mm-hmm. can get better. Amen to that. Thank you so, so much for your time. You know, I enjoy talking to you. So anytime. Oh, I enjoy talking to you too. (laughs) It always never feels like there's enough time. I'm like, ask me more questions. One more. So it'll continue one day. All right. Thanks again. My pleasure. Talk to you soon. Sure thing. Have a great day. You too. That was an incredible episode right there. And one take home for you and I is that being a journalist allows one to create multiple streams of income. There's one quote I have on my vision board and it's one I'll leave with you today. It reminds me to stay, you know, grinding and creating. And it says, one stream of income is too close to none. And this is just um, gluing together everything that Shara told us. And I hope you take this home and embody it and live by it. So what's left for you is to now start thinking of what the next valuable skill you'll learn is. Then all you have to do is take action. You can follow us on Instagram at Golden Africa Podcast to keep the conversation going in the comment section. And episodes drop each and every Tuesday and you can find the podcast available on all streaming platforms. Remember, you gotta stay gold and go get it. Mm-hmm.